Boo, there's a ghost in your farmer truck. What will you do about it? Me, the ghost says you. Theme song. Fucking werewolves coming for your house. Fucking ghosts separating towards you. Oh no. Bunch of scary shit. They're coming at your face. So do. Haunted. Eddie Murphy, scary enough, but do. Welcome to the catastrophe section. I am Aaron. With me, as always, is. I'm Cameron. Yes, you are. Um, Today we did. Today for our super spooky Halloween episode, bliss, werewolves and vampires and all that bullshit. Uh, the Halloween episode of the catastrophe section, first probably annually, and by that I mean not the probably. First of many humans, prepare your anuses and all your other orify for the insertion of this episode. Um, we covered the Eddie Murphy family comedy. Haunted Mansion. Yep. If which you remember is, this. Uh, yeah. Woo-hoo. Essentially, they said, hey, Pirates of the Caribbean worked, right? Well, I mean, that was a ride based off a ride, a movie based off a ride. Let's, what other rides could there be? Hmm. We could do the Matterhorn and have it be about fighting yetis and shit. No, nah, that'd be too boring. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, I know. Holy shit. We could do the Haunted Mansion, but boss, couldn't we do that one minecart ride and do it about prospectors? No, we got ghosts and shit. Well, you know, technically, Aaron, this came out the same year as Pirates, so these were both in production at the same time. Oh, were they? Yeah, this came out in November of 2003, (laughs) and Pirates came out in July of 2003. Was it the same, like, producer, I assume? Well, yeah, it's, it's Buena Vista, which is owned by Disney, but both of them were being made at the same time. I guess they were just... Uh, struggling for Stag- IP at the time. They were staggered. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the um, this, there's not much. This movie, like nothing happens in it. Yeah, it's really just kind of like a dead fish, like just kind of writhing there. I mean, it 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 is a ride. And you not even a good one. Fifty minutes out of this, you could cut fifty plus minutes out of this movie, and it would be better. Yeah, you can literally either cut Eddie Murphy or the entire ensemble cast of the mansion storyline out of this movie. Yeah, one of the like I don't. Uh. So it, let let's set this up. Let's set this up first. Um, okay. Eddie Murphy is a real estate agent, um, and they he's his only problem is he's too successful oh darn man i'm selling too many houses and making all this goddamn money how am i gonna have family lifetime like all you know fucking family comedies are just uh he's so successful that he can't hang out with his kids oh poor successful people and their money non-having problems. I just feel sorry for all the upper middle class people who go to and yeah, me watch too. family yeah. comedies like this. And they're like, that's just like me. Reinforcing gender ideology of breadwinning. Oh, man, I sure do. I, I really feel for these characters because I, I can see myself as as the Eddie Murphy character. <laughs> Can't you, sweetheart? Well, I, I mean, I've, uh, I sympathize with his wife, obviously, as I am a woman and you're your wife. And if you're sympathizing with that character, then I must do the opposite of the other one. You're right. I sympathize with Eddie Murphy. He's a real salt of the earth type. 
Mm-hmm. Goddamn fucking Eddie Murphy. I like him when he talk real fast. I don't understand what he says because I can't read that. You know, you know, you, you know when uh, Eddie Murphy come on the stage and do his comedy bit, he does a lot of fuck words, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, In them that kind of went away when he went into the movie business. Yep. You know he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't really say a lot of uh, swear words, no fuck words. You know, he made three Beverly Hills movies. He made Beverly Hills Cop, and then he made Beverly Hills Crap. Ha! Did he? I've only, oh, my God. What if he was in Beverly, Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Oh, George Lopez? No, no, no. What if Eddie Murphy was instead? Oh. And then it'd be the Beverly Hills, and then he was, or like he played a bit part and he was a cop in it. <laughs> His partner pretty, gets murdered while he's there, and he's just like, I've I, gotta I solve would do this that. murder. Yeah, because reasons. So this, the opening of this movie, the title sequence is, "Hey, we're gonna show you what happened before the house was haunted and why it's haunted." Because, ooh, it's basically scary. giving you little snapshots of like. These people who you've never met or heard about and like a lot of these really like dark kind of gothic like vignettes of this kind of like murder suicide thing. Although you can't intuit anything from the actual information that no. they give you. It, no, you can't. You can't. It's just like people dancing in a masquerade ball and then it's like Terrence Stamp, Eddie Murphy, <laughs> architecture. Well, the- so what, what 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 was it like uh 20 30 seconds until some guy hangs himself into the movie? I think it was about a minute and then once he finds um his lover presumably the ingenue dead, he basically it shows in a kids movie, a PG kids movie yeah. that is. This guy just hangs himself and that's like the end of the m- in, a, in the first in the first minute some yes. dude hangs himself in, in a the fucking first PG minute, kids in the movie. First I thought that was this, like uh, a huh Disney kids movie there's huh. a guy that hangs himself and then the uh yeah the ca- computer I don't want to say camera because it's literally completely designed by computers well not all of it but yeah a lot of it it zooms out and then it just kind of like it's like a rushing thing away from the like it's like a jump cut away from the guy yeah. hanging himself to the gates of the mansion and then it just cuts to Eddie Murphy's storyline. Yeah. Well, no, what, what happens is this, there's a, a child who apparently they hired to give out flyers to homes that might want to sell. Yeah. I didn't maybe? get that because so basically uh, once it zooms out of that, the um, there's this kid on a bike with a bunch of, fl- you don't know he has flyers yet, but he, w- he gets off his bike with a, a satchel and shit and he walks up to the gates and he's just like staring at the fucking mansion. Then boogie fucking boo. There's a ghost coming for you. Your rhyming is terrifying. That didn't work. Um, you know, and it, I think it was borrowing a bit from the Lord of the Rings. You know how um, right after like ring raids became a big thing in the popular, like the popular imagination, the whole yeah. whisper, like the whole. Yeah. Uh, and then they have like this really spooky kind of outline come from that. He's just like, ah, shit, my pants. And then he like dry, rides away on his shin. Yeah. Well, he dropped he drops his. Pants and gets raped. What? No, no, that doesn't happen. Just get ghost fucked. 
If you if you guys ever want to go, that would make a much more interesting movie. That would be a completely different movie if it was about a bunch of nymphomaniac ghosts wanting to rape (laughs) nymphomaniac part four, the dead ones, nympho ghosts, nympho ghost six, the fuckinging. Although Aaron, I believe it. The mythos of the ghosts in this is not consistent in any way at all. How do you mean? Um, so take the maid ghost that, uh, the kids or is it what, what's Eddie Murphy's wife's name in this? I don't give a shit. Well, uh, it's Sarah. I don't remember. She's, she's a bad actor too. Oh, she's bad, but she's not given anything really to go off. She's basically taken off into a victim field and then sacrificed for plot convenience. But, um, yeah, definitely. That's beside the point. She's like able to see the maid ghost yet. Ramsley, who's Terrence Stamps character, who's like the head butler, who's like dead, like dead face and deadpan about everything. Yeah. He and teleports. He can ghost. teleport places, which, you know, makes sense in the ghost mythos. But that means yeah. that he can also control when he's seen and where he goes. But for some reason, yeah. Sarah can see maid ghost who's like, oh, no, you saw me vanish. Whew. No, she was startled because she thought that Eddie Murphy's wife was the lady that the owner was in love with and killed himself over. But at the same time, I mean, most of the other ghosts no. are not seen by them. Uh, until they go into the Halloween graveyard party with the ghosts. Yeah, you mean the whole, let's put all of our budget, and this is where all the ghosts yep. kind of hang out. <laughs> it's just a party. Um. The fucking what was it? the other butler guy played by the guy for, who says in- inconceivable all the time in Princess Bride? Oh yeah, um, Sicilian guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but uh, he's Wallace in it. Shawn. Oh yeah, Wallace Shawn. Fucking he. What does he do in this movie? He drives a horse-drawn carriage, and by drive I mean the yes. horses drive, and he is all ghosty while yeah. that happens. Yes, and he. Well, the the horse is not a horse; it's a skeleton of a horse. But regardless, I, I mean, because when it was alive, ooh, it was in fact ooh. of the horse variety. It was a skeletal horse because ghosts and shit, haunted mansions, boo, ooh. oh, <laughs> future wife, future wife, wow, so <sighs> you know. It's a. I said it last time on RV that family movies are just kind of they just kind of happen. Like like this movie feels like they wrote down the kinds of like the scenes that they wanted, and they didn't tie them together at all. They're just like they went through the ride like a hundred times, and they're just like, what happens in the ride? Let's write this down. Let's write a scene corresponding to all of these parts of the ride. And we need these scenes in the movie. That way it's recognizable or whatever the hell. Um, But they don't try and connect any of them together. They don't. It just just kind of happens. And you can tell that they basically budgeted this movie. They're like this, like 65% of this movie is on a soundstage that has some uh, yeah. really awesome art direction and set design. Like, let's just throw right? that out. Yeah. I was so ha- Like, I am getting really sick 
of the desaturated look, like no color, no nothing. Like I understand it, it for a lot of movies, but I'm I'm glad to see a, a super colorful movie. But it's unfortunate it was wasted on this piece of shit. Yeah, it's ri- like it's such a waste of a perfectly good set. If they had just kept yeah. this set built and like made an actual movie, like I don't know how Guillermo del Toro is supposed to be working on a new one. Maybe recast Eddie Murphy with Mike Myers. See what happens there. Um, crazy stuff. <laughs> the Love Probably. Guru Two, the Haunted Guru. No, no, no. It'll be it'll be the Love Guru crossed with a thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand Love Gurus. <laughs> a thousand oh. Love Guru words. Yep. In space. In, yeah, like Leprechaun. Yep. And Jason. <laughs> In space to the hood. Back to. Back to the space hood? Yep, back to the space hood. Yep. <laughs> All those inner city space ghettos. Man, there is... We're already off topic. Topic like there's nothing that happens in this goddamn movie. I did write a bunch about a bunch of like uh, things yeah. that I noticed. So, um, so the movie basically starts where he's like about to close the deal for a house, and there's this white couple that's like, eh, I don't know, we can probably hold out for something else. And then his wife calls him. Yeah. He's like Evers and Evers, and she's just like are you coming to our anniversary later and he's like yeah i'll be are you coming to our exposition marital problems later (laughs) are you coming to our uh (laughs) rewrite of the script which really needs to happen he's like oh well yeah i I can show you naturally of course of course i can show you the house and so yeah. they, he, that works to get him the house. You'd like to make an offer. What? Like, it's this dumb trip trick of like, yeah, they don't know I'm talking to my wife. I'm going to make it sound like I'm talking to a client. Oh, oh, oh. And the, the fucking dude in, in that scene, the, one of the, the guys who's, who wants to buy that house. He's just like, I don't know. I don't think there's enough electrical plugs in this place. It's like that. That's not a problem. You know, there's these things called extension cords or power strips. Like you could put more than one plug into one plug. We have the technology. It's only limited by your breaker and how much can go into each room, whatever, each circuit. Like number of plugs does not denote how much electricity you can use in a room. It does not. What? <sighs> Fuck. Whatever. <laughs> oh no, I I feel your pain. I like that's the exact same thing. I'm just like, I don't care. It was just a like. I I know they had to come up with the because like this scene is supposed to be like let's set up that Eddie Murphy's like a good real estate agent. How does he do this? Well, his wife calls and he convinces them by through tr- trickery and sorcery and shit to buy the house despite the fact that they might not want it. But then they they're just well, well why wouldn't they wouldn't why wouldn't they want it uh, because the guy doesn't want to know there's there's not enough plugs that's it we got it fucking meeting adjourned let's get this shot like I don't uh. I think he was talking about his butt plug collection Aaron not about actual plugs I mean I would watch that movie more yeah it would be an actual like R rated movie where Eddie Murphy could actually swear. 
and do something useful rather than just how great would it be if this was an actual like super bloody gory r-rated movie oh that'd be great like it'd be crazy it would be nothing but trouble uh no it'd probably be better than that because that is not a good movie at all I Though don't I think will say we can judge it on good and bad. It exists in unto itself. Yes, it it is a it is its own dimension, like a lot of things are. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you also notice how like uh, so like the the there's like when the kid gets whisper scared, it and the it's like an extreme close up of like the flyer of Eddie Murphy's face and then it like yeah transitions to Eddie Murphy's face smiling the exact same in the way exact in same the house smile yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i was like that is so oh, that creepy <laughs> i mean it's a de- it's honestly it's a decent transition but his face is just it's too smile yeah it's much too happen i don't know it just looks kind of like so <laughs> contrived it's weird yeah. It's very weird. Like, yeah. this is the, the creepy smile that I put on when I'm lying about the neighbors behind their backs or something. Yeah. Oh, and also, oh, why and- does... So on his way to his anniversary meeting, he goes to, like, a Hawaiian restaurant to close a yeah, deal like a on a house? Yeah, like a drink hut. Yeah, like a tiki drink thing to close a deal on a house. Like, like he doesn't have office hours the next day or... That like no, they, no, no, of course not. That's how he makes so much success money. And he's like, I've got to go and do this thing. And we're like, yeah, go be with your wife. And they like basically force a drink on him. So yeah, within the first five minutes of this movie, you've got encouraged enabling alcoholism and a suicide. Yep. This is a great kids movie. Make your kids see it. Mm-hmm. Suicides. Definitely. And I think it was called a volcano. I've never even heard of that drink before. It must yeah, be like, I don't know pretty tropical thing and then i'm sure that's the reason i really loved like this was my first fuck you part of the movie is when he finally gets their signature on it and he's like oh finally i can leave and then this woman at the bar is like excuse me did you sell their house we're actually in the market to buy (laughs) (laughs) too much success yeah this is when I, i realized that his problem is too much success what hold on why does everybody love the shit out of him as a realtor? I don't know the same reason like, people loved him before 2001. Uh because he wasn't in shitty movies? I don't think that applies to this uh, like that's not the same principles here. I mean even with his career like evaporating around him while he tries to struggle through things like the haunted mansion. He's still a likable guy. Yeah. It's just that somewhere along the line, he just kept trying to, I don't know, make money. I don't know what exactly his problem is, but he's just stuck in this loop of like, like family comedies, like meet Dave. It's like, he's trying to be innovative, but at the same time, he just become, he just became a self parody along the way. Like Norbit, yeah. that is like the biggest indulgence on Piece his shit. Part. Yeah. So, so after he leaves that, he goes home to his wife, and he's a patronizing asshole to her. Oh, totally. Like, I totally like I, fuck that guy. 
Okay, so he goes to the door with the fucking bear, and he's just like, Hey, I'm Teddy, and I'm your husband's bad at being on time. Blah, blah, blah. Just kidding. It's me behind the teddy, as if you didn't know that. And then he gives her a watch, and he's just like, I'm the best, and you're, aren't you glad I buy you expensive things, wife object? <laughs> I buy you objects because that's how I think of you, object. Objects really require a lot more objects to decorate them. Yeah, I really need to polish this trophy. That's my wife. Yeah. Just, oh, except she's my business partner, so obviously not. I know, that's that what I wrote way. down. And why are they having this conversation like both of their names aren't on the... Because she's a real estate agent, too. She gets the phone call from Ramsley asking yeah. to see the house. Yeah. So they're like equal business partners. So why do they have uh -huh. the exposition dump argument where he's like, we've sold seven houses in the past month. And she's like, yeah, but you missed three soccer games, two birthday parties and a barbecue. I'm like, and nobody keeps a goddamn list like that to use against their spouse. I'm like, it's a very Hollywoodized thing where like, yeah, the woman's always spiteful that I missed the fucking soccer game. Fucking bitch. Bleh. It's like the fucking drunk, shitty husband who writes these movies. It's like the Fred Flintstone syndrome where it's like, this is my man cave and you're, yeah, <laughs> you're my object in it. And I need to be man because yeah, basically just grunting at things and hoping that someone will acknowledge that you're grunting makes Ugh, you so not touch a woman. my penis. Brah. Brah. You know, and like plus, that. there is no grounding for that. They run the exact same business. So I imagine there's like some marital friction, but it is not like she does not work in the exact same company that he does. Yeah, that's the whole point of being equal parenting, <laughs> which apparently it doesn't sound that, that equal if both of their names are on that'd it. be fine. I mean, yeah, she's asked to go to some creepy Louisiana mansion. And by the way, did you know that this movie takes place in Louisiana? I could tell by the trees. But I could tell it. by the bayou. You see, because I assume that most Eddie Murphy and like family comedy movies are set in Los Angeles because most studios yeah. are like, yeah, we can just pay out a neighborhood to get this and film deck the halls or something here on a weekend, you know, yeah. 20, 30 mil. Get Tim Allen and Jennifer Aniston. We've got ourselves a Christmas movie to make. Whereas like, oh boy, this, we got it, a Christmas with the cranks to make. Yeah. And I'm like, they live in Louisiana. What? I'm, I just think that that's a weird yeah. place because they didn't have that good of a tax credit back in 2002. Not like they do now post Katrina. Yeah. So I just had to look that up and I'm like, wait, this isn't California. What kind of bio does California have? And going back to a gender analysis, like he basically calls his kid a pussy in not so many words, or you know, just a oh, yeah, he because does. he won't kill a spider. Oh, but he does find that he has taken his uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. Oh yeah, he's like, <laughs> if you're old enough to look at this, you're old enough to kill a spider. So you may not be man enough to kill a spider, but you're man enough to look at them titties, basically. You want you're old enough to objectify these women's ears, but you're not old enough to bash the spoilers. Yep, basically. And then the daughter in we have not met her yet. She comes in. Uh, yep, this is her introduction. Hits the spider, and he's like, "Hey, your brother was supposed to do that." And she just does like a hipster eye roll, and she's like, "Whatever, whatever." She's I the daughter from Partners. Shut up basically. about a goddamn spider. I'm thirteen, man. Yeah, she's like the daughter from Partners. <laughs> yes. 
but more likable. Well, we only watched two episodes of Partners. So, yeah, more likable. And we're still sane, audience. And plus, fear of spiders or a phobia is a legitimate fear. I mean, let your son be afraid of something. I mean, you don't have to, like, lay down your life philosophy and worry that your 10-year-old son won't kill a ginormous spider. But Cameron, he needs a character arc, and that's what the scene in the the fucking mausoleum is for when he brought... Opens the door despite spiders being all up in that. Yeah, but not every character has See, to have there's it. a character arc be... here. He has a fear and he overcomes it. Yeah, there's a character arc here, son. We know. But this isn't Indiana Jones. It doesn't come off organically or work its way into the no, story. Is it's very piece. forced. It's just there. Yep. Well, all of this, all of this is forced. It's almost like they did this in this entire arc on reshoots in like the yeah. producer's house or something where they're just like, if we put something about spiders here, put Eddie Murphy in a suit, then we can establish that and put in like some sort of CGI, excuse me, spiders later in and the audience will love it. They'll be like, oh, well, he's grown from point A to point B. Everybody, everybody's happy. He's now a three-dimensional character. See, see, <laughs> and the so, problem is you can't inter- you can't introduce these characteristics. Just like he runs out of the room, Dad, there's a spider, and I'm afraid of it. Like that's the clumsiest, shittiest way of setting up a character flaw. Like it should come organically. Like he's talking to it, or like there's family dinner, and then there's like he just like it's there in the scene and he reacts to it as natural instead of like oh my god dad there's a spider in my room instead of just jabbing it into the script and plus violently i well when a spider like a huge ass spider catches me off guard i don't go oh my god there is a spider and i'm explaining that i'm afraid of it it's like oh like it's just a scream oh shit is generally the response is like oh fuck that's a a spider like it's it's genuine surprise it's not i'm explaining why i'm afraid of it next time i see a spider i am i'm going to loudly exclaim i am afraid of spiders and there is one in my field of view (laughs) i am scared because of it as a result of my fo- of my phobia of the arachnids, I have arachnophobia, and there's one right there. Help! Therefore, the arachnophobia causes me to be phobic of arachnids, and that happens to be an arachnid. Oh no! <laughs> Can we just loudly exclaim a whole movie? <laughs> oh, I wish the whole right? movie is just loud exclaiming of who you are. Oh, and so rather than actually talking about his mar- his marital issues out with his wife, he's like, we'll go to the lake. And she's like, okay. Yeah. No more problems. Vacations are obviously just, you can just forget about all your problems if you go on vacation. That's what RV's about, right? Yeah. There's a lot of parallels here, guys. And so she basically, they she gets a phone call from like this off-screen British voice that's like, oh, will you be able to come, Master? Blah, master wants you to come blah. quickly. And she's like, okay, I'll do that. We can make a pit stop there, and then we'll go on vacation. And they're all like, okay. Come to my... Well, no, 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 no. What happens is she's just like, oh, well, actually, I'm out of town until Monday, so... And then it... And then Eddie Murphy's just like, no, 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 no. That's a big house and super money. Let's go on the way. It's like money, but it has a cape. Super money. Yes, super money. 
as opposed to Super Mummy, like the Super Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Uh, if the mummy had a cape, I would love those movies. Can it be Imhotep versus the Dragon Emperor? Because that would be a much better movie, like Freddy versus Jason style. Yeah. I w- except the Dragon Emperor was a boring villain. We should do an episode on it. Fuck that movie. No, that movie was fun. But yeah, bad. we probably should do an episode on it. I just remember sitting in the theater and 20 minutes and I was just like, why am I watching this? Yeah, we saw it with, uh, did, did you see it with me grandpa? grandpa? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is always violently angry at things. I it's, know. It's so fun. that's like entertaining in and of itself, but having to sit through like yeah. two hours of but that. For, just, for example, mm. we saw um, Predators with him. And at the as soon as the credits started rolling, he loudly yells, what the hell was that shit? <laughs> he really <laughs> did. Yeah, it was so funny. Uh, anyway. That makes no fucking sense. What's a predator? Oh, what the fuck is a predator? And why are there multiple? And why are there more than one of them? You'd think <laughs> that the first movie about one would only have one and maybe an action ensemble. Ah, yeah. Maybe Danny Glover in a sequel. I don't get this shit. I'm leaving. Perhaps Goodbye. The, the Glover Danny. Yeah. The b- the Beglovered. Yeah, I'm going to go make a glove. Name it Danny. Yeah. Goodbye. See you, Grandpa. I guess. Oh, and I also wrote down while they're driving um, in their BMW, might I add. uh, They're like, Dad, what about the big family adventure? And I just wrote down, he should have just said, this is the big family adventure. Or like the director commentary says that. Well, what <laughs> if they just have an announcer? Just, little do they know that this is the family adventure, <laughs> like a Rod Sterling Twilight Zone. Like little, do, little did yeah, <laughs> little do they little know did the Everses know that they will that be entrapped this in this mansion for a very long time, and this the family will in adventure. fact be a family adventure. And then even the daughter asks, "How long will this be?" And he's like, "Oh, no more than twenty minutes." And I just wanted him to say, "Oh, no yep. more than eighty minutes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because that's the length of the movie, Bing. and that would be like some passive aggressive war between the screenwriter and the editor, or like the studio, to I be like, that. this movie better yeah. be under ninety minutes, otherwise people will yeah. not get my great gothic horror murder mystery element out of it. Yeah, that happened. Well, they that's clearly the movie that they wanted to write, and then they put Eddie Murphy and everything else around that because everything else is so underwritten and that's so overwritten that I'm pretty sure that yeah. it's com- it's a combination of either two or more scripts or story ideas. I have no idea, but I just know this sucked. Well, you're right in any case. Yeah. So they get so- to the uh, the mansion that's haunted. It, ooh, well, they don't know that yet. And the spooky ass doors open by themselves because bleh, horror tropes. Oh, and did you also catch the awfully unsubtle BMW product placement? No. Okay, so there's like, uh, they get out of the car, they're like looking around and they're like, oh, this place is pretty spooky looking. And then uh, he's like, no, daughter, don't slam the door. And she's like, why? Oh, yeah. He's like, it's a gentle machine. It needs to be nourished. And she's like, 
it's just a car. It, like she's like, oh, is it still a car? And he's like, it's a gentle machine. And then he like just fondles it and like spits in his hand and like rubs it on there. And then as they walk away, the camera slowly pans over and it just shows the BMW logo right there. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see the pan. I just thought he was like. We're building a character, and this is another flaw of Eddie Murphy's. No, I, I didn't see Well, he's materialistic, but also the camera kind of catches the back of a BMW, so they definitely had like okay. some sort of financial stake in this. Yeah. So you need to write at least two pages of dialogue explaining the BMW. <laughs> Can we explain cruise control in this? Can that be worked into some sort of spooky sequence of some sort? Do you have Tom Cruise, and is he in control? <laughs> is he not? And is it the mission unlikely or improbable to be accomplished <laughs> mission not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> mission vetoed we just can't get the right title mission probably not oh and then they see like the they see that there's like uh graveyard Massive graveyard in the back graveyard. and then the daughter's like oh my god dead people like you don't you know the dead people get dead buried people places here, dad Dad, you did not say there would be dead people here. I don't like being around dead people. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, it's okay, honey. And then he has like this written in like, oh, well, it's got a spacious naturally thing. And his wife's yeah. like an 80-yard line like, oh, you should put that in there. And then it starts to rain. And obviously 80-yard line to – because like the punch yep. up there's a lot of forced adr in this movie there is but this is especially a atrocious lot. because you know how the car scene established him as materialistic the adr line yep. goes oh i got my nice suit on my best yep. suit on as no, no, they no, run no, inside it was the also house <laughs> oh and oh no when he gets out of his uh car too he's just like man i'm gonna have to step in this dirt in my new shoes it's like fuck you <sighs> i'm like why like <laughs> just what just let your wife go there if you're going to wear your best suit and try to do that at some old gothic mansion yeah and then they get inside the house which is actually really good looking as far as set dressing goes yeah it's like a real like the art direction in this movie is really nice well, that's clearly over. where their money went yeah and it was well spent there it's just this they probably should have you know quadrupled the budget of the script instead and made it not absolute well, shit. Aaron, there is a sole screenwriting credit on this, so that could also be the problem. It, yeah. So they get inside the mansion and then they're like, oh, this is so, has so much character. And then the, the I think it's the son that says, it smells like grandma's house. And then the girl says, Worse, it smells Worse. like grandma. It smells like grandma. Yeah, fuck you. And that's like oh, the second movie oh, in a row that we've watched fucking... where some old person or relative is said to smell bad or be flatulent. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. I'm like, I mean, I don't go around and I'm like, my grandma smells almost dead because she's old. I'm like, <laughs> I get it because she's old. Nobody talks about that. Or I've never no. experienced it where in my experience where anybody talks about their relatives like that. They're like, oh, well, my grandma's yeah. really nice because she buys me expensive about their things. smell. Yeah, that's my the, my oh, grandma's nice. This, and is, she's this like, is where the fucking the fu the the butler guy gets introduced. And he as soon as he's like, hello, lightning, 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 like all of it. Oh, but I do love you know, Terrence ghosts. Stamp. Terrence Stamp is a great actor. For those that don't know, he pl he originally played General Zod in Superman 2. 
He's a uh, he's an yeah. he's an English actor, a character actor, and he's he's been in like the Limey, and uh, there's like a bunch of stuff. But he's like this old British thespian, yeah. and his commitment is solid in this movie. Like his performance yeah, is definitely, yeah. His is like the only committed one to like what it is. Everyone else is like, huh? I'm in a I'm in a movie that Disney pay in, and I'm gonna play at playing something, but I'm not going to commit to it. He even does this thing when Eddie Murphy has a scene with him because butlers, um, this is, uh, nerd, not nerd history, but history nerdness coming out. But at Butler schools, you're trained never to speak someone who is your social cast higher than you. So since, um, he is a Butler, he does not look Eddie Murphy or master Gracie in the eyes when he speaks to them. Or when there's a reaction shot, he is looking away from the eye contact of the other person. Okay. And that combined with like his body language, the stiffness, his demeanor, just the gravitas that he just puts into the cadence of his voice is just so like outside of the surreality of this voice. I mean, Terrence Stamp, his voice does sound like that, but there's no, I will find him. Yeah. <laughs> Although I wish there was. I will find him. <laughs> and he also Burst. does the best thing that anybody does to Eddie Murphy there in this movie. There are so many ghosts in this mansion which is haunted. Welcome, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Am I the bad guy? Oh, boy, Eddie Murphy. Welcome to the haunted mansion. <laughs> That, Your guy yeah. just sounds like a cartoon character. I mean, it, he kind of is. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, I mean, yeah. Oh, and Terrence Stamp also has the best way to cut off Eddie Murphy or ignore his joke when they have to stay because it's raining and they're stuck there and they're like, oh, no, like we have to stay overnight. Eddie Murphy is like trying to make a joke. He's like, so are we going to get any of the, uh, the chocolate mints? You know, the ones that they put under the bed and then Terrence stamp just leaves the room before he finishes the joke. Yeah. yeah I thought that was kind of funny. He's closes the door and I'm like, yes, somebody knows what they're doing. <laughs> and I bet that that was probably improvised and they kept it because he was just like, I probably no, I'm just not a fan of his comedy. Nope. Leaving. And that's when they have another, as long as I'm manning, you should be grateful. Where he's like, as long as I'm bringing home the expensive gifts. Oh, yeah. Wife, you should do that. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. When I'm written to be an asshole, I come off as an asshole. And then she's like, you're not written. You're a real person. And then she takes off the fucking watch or whatever the fuck trinket (laughs) he gave her. There were a few jokes on the bed. There were a few As jokes. As a symbolic gesture. <laughs> you know, Aaron, there were a few jokes in this that I did like. Um, when Ramsley takes Eddie Murphy's character to the uh to the library and he's telling him about, hey Ramsley, has anyone ever told you that you can uh get a tan? Yeah. And he's just like, oh well. Yes, I imagine that that's great. And he's basically just saying yes to everything that Eddie Murphy tells him. And he's just yeah. like, yes. And he's like, Ramsley, how long have you been doing this? And he's he just like the most deadpan, like Jason Bateman yeah. way about it just goes like a long time. Blech. And then, of course, they have one of those fan servicey lines where he's like, it's of great. It's of the gravest importance that you wait here. Woo! Fucking ghost shit. 
And so Eddie Murphy's left in the library. Uh, his wife is courted or taken on a semi rapey ish tour of the mansion by yeah. master Gracie. Right. Who's like this socialite who's looking to sell the house sort of, I guess. And yeah. so he's like, want to, would you like to go on a tour after meeting her in private? And you know, nothing bad has ever come from some strange white guy telling you like, Oh, that you just met. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I have to show you. <laughs> And he's like, oh, and this, you know what story haunts this house? It's the story of Elizabeth. And I wanted to be like, is it Elizabeth the Golden Age? Yep. Because Kate Blanchett movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. That are better than this. Yeah, I mean, all right. The kids are fucking, well, before the, the, the ghost ball shows up, fucking oh, Eddie, Li- Eddie Library, Eddie, Eddie Murphy's taken to the library because reason i don't fucking know who cares um and he fucking fl- he's fucking around with with the dr- drops a drink on the ground and he hits a statue and guess what fucking tropey goodness he finds a goddamn secret fucking passage and there's goes in that it's about i mean i I'd, I'd say more about what happens in there but it's about it really i mean nothing happens you know what i was surprised about what it took them 40 minutes to do any slapstick. Right? To do any like actual with the instruments physical that comedy. Murphy finds? Yeah, no, to do actual like physical comedy, 40 minutes. Took 40 minutes to do, to get to. Generally, it's in the first two. In this surprised. kind of genre, yes. Yeah, I was just surprised. Generally, it's just, it's just minute one to minute 80. It's fucking slippity slapstick. And the last two minutes are fucking plot. <laughs> well, we got to have it somewhere in there. Yeah, I mean, you just slap it on the end. Whatever. <laughs> grumble, grumble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did we? We should go into the sequence where Eddie Murphy stumbles upon like all of the. Uh, the musical instruments that try to attack him the cgi oh yeah and he finds the crystal ball lady who is the other yeah. person oh, that i and don't her name is madam leota and i wanted it to just be ray leota's face yeah. just floating in there and he's like bah! ray leota with lady makeups <laughs> that'd be great so then the kids like the kids meet these weird servant people the sicilian from princess bride and some lady made in manhattan some some lady yeah, made in Manhattan. Sure. Well, it's not Manhattan; it's Louisiana. But all right. Oh, made in yep, Manhattan, Louisiana. So the, it's how they say it. Um, you might say it New Orleans if you're not from there, but it's said Manhattan. You're, yeah, you're saying it wrong. South. That's the problem. No, it's it's Manhattan, Manhattan. and then New you guys Orleans. Want, you guys want to take a trip to Manhattan from New Orleans? Yeah, Manhattan. And then they go on like a magical carriage ride. Yeah. Rayle, uh, <laughs> Madam Ray Liotta sends. Fuck it sends Eddie Murphy to find the MacGuffin, which is this bullshit key that opens I, up a certain I, I don't remember wing her of the saying house. anything about a key. And then they were at the fucking whatever it's called. Mausoleum. They were yeah. in the crypt with all these bad yeah, like every, these really everything in this cool fucking makeup movie looking is really well done and well produced, except the the dead thing. The 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 actual zombies. They're skeletons, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Ghouls. Gas. I don't know. They were pretty ghoul. I, I understand the joke. 
Were they too ghoul for school? Ghoul? That didn't work. Fuck you. No. The dunk. You've been fucked. Yeah, that was yeah, a violent. You've got the dunked in the badunk. <laughs> and I love when they're looking into like the palantir, which it basically is. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, that cracker's trying oh, to yeah, get jiggy no, with no. my wife." <laughs> I wrote that. I wrote down that line too, which is, "Get jiggy with my wife." No, it was um. Oh, whatever. It was fucking. Just that line is awful. And the house isn't for sale. So then, uh, after the key to get to the place where uh, Mister Yeah Master Gracie is like. Because he thinks that Sarah, who he was in love with back in a long time ago land, that because Sarah looks like Elizabeth, so he thinks that it's like Elizabeth reborn or some shit. And so to get there, they go on this magic undead horse yep, ride. Which is where the, where the ghost where they party all of these is, is happen. It's where uh, just ghost parties yes. happen because they ride through and the cemetery. I don't know why, but they needed the carriage because they needed to break out of a room or something. And I think that they basically just had to have like the way through the uh, the haunted mansion, like the yeah. the graveyard, because it's such a staple of the actual ride. Uh, yeah. When you're in the actual house, when it goes down, you see the yeah. dead people become ghosts. I. So I imagine there's just like this lazy like compulsories that the screenwriter had to meet like oh well it has to have all the yeah, cornerstones exactly. That's what I was saying earlier otherwise you're you're going yeah. to be rewritten but for some reason fucking uh dude from princess bride is just like i know another way out and he's, he's a fucking skeleton horse bullshit breaks through the fucking wall because you know skeleton horse bones are super anti-brick breaking happen and then uh when they when they get out there uh, there's like this throwaway, li- these throwaway lines about the existential doom of not being able to be guided by yeah. the proverbial light. So in this, yeah, it's just like it, after the, I see dead people, you know, the fuck you yeah. line, basically, um, they're like, oh, they can't find the, uh, the proverbial light. So they wander the, the earth till the, till the end of eternity yeah. or basically, <laughs> It's just kind of thrown out there in a PG kids movie. And, you know, of course their minds don't go to the existential gloom. So they just kind of like the ghosts just kind of hang out. Yeah. You know, they're happy as hell. Music and sending. Get it. Poorly mixed sound things. When Eddie Murphy closes a door, when a, a banjo and a trumpet and a drum set all hit it. It's like. Ugh. And then, oh, there was this other great 80-yard thing where they're, like, walking through uh, after they give the key back to Madame Ray uh-huh. Liotta. It's, like, uh, the, the shot is, like, from right to le- They're walking right to left, and they're, like, walking through the graveyard, and you just hear, like, this, like, mud. Oh, yeah, and, sound, like, was- and you just hear Eddie Murphy go, crap. And then this, you hear, again, and the son goes, ah, oh, crap. And he says, yeah. son, don't I say crap. I remember that scene specifically because... It bothers the living shit out of me when they use the same sound design, sound effect immediately following each other in the same scene. It's like, how f- you kill, you couldn't use a second one. You couldn't just go a different time, a separate time. Like, why is it the exact same? Yeah, I know. It's just so fucking lazy. And 
It's like every second, like they're just like, well, we'll keep this shot, but we have to have a wacky line put on top of it. Otherwise, the audience will lose interest. Well, you making this movie off of this script is what made the audience lose interest in the first place. A shitty script. You can't blame joke writing on this. And also, there's like no like going back to the whole mythos inconsistency. Um, when they bring the key back to Madame Ray Liotta, she's like, nothing can be done to save Sarah. And so, uh, Eddie Murphy picks up the ball and like yeah. shakes it and takes him with him. And you just hear like this eight yard line of, Oh, I'm yeah. nauseous. And I'm like, spirits can't get nauseous when they're bound to like an object in traditional lore. So what is the lore and why have you not established it's, it? It's and just if a you dumb are going joke. to subvert it, do more than a throwaway line of, Oh, that made my it's, tummy. It's just hurt. a dumb like, line. Who gives a fuck? Fuck this movie. Yeah, that that's about all I can really say about it. And so it turns out it's like a murder mystery thing. Terrence Stamp gave the wrong letter to them because he didn't he didn't want his master to marry someone black, I guess. And was that like some sort of racial statement because Elizabeth was yeah. a woman of color and not white, or just because he was in love with somebody that wasn't no his idea. money? Probably that first one. I imagine there's probably some sort of intertwining racism thing and sexism there too, but Terrence Stamp, he's like, and then Eddie Murphy's like, the butler did it? I don't. You gotta be kidding. So Terrence Stamp's character wants to to reunite uh, Eddie Murphy's wife and the fucking dead fucker guy, but in order to lift uh, a curse so everyone can go to the afterlife or whatever. But then they find this letter and they're just like, we could just hand him this and then you guys will be fine and you'll be free and shit. Why don't we just do that? And he's like, nope, my way. Blah. Yeah. And so like they get they get to the thing where the wedding's happening, where um, Sarah's going to marry... Mr. Gracie and Wayne Gracie even at the end of the like they hand him the letter everything's undone they win the day they save the baby yeah blah, pretty blah, much blah. and then he's like oh my bad I was so in love let let's have this script since it's a family movie just wash any blame away from me and no oh they're like oh yeah. it's okay Ugh. can we talk go back to the mausoleum for a second yes so, so there's <laughs> So Eddie Murphy has to go in and get the key from some bullshit. Who gives a fuck? But there's like an inscription on the door and he's just like, bitch, I don't know how to read no goddamn Latin. And his daughter's just like, I do. And I'm like, fuck you. You do not know what 13-year-old little girl knows how the fuck to read Latin and translate it and then figure out the puzzle encoded within. It's not a puzzle. It's a bunch of dumb lyrical instructions i guess but like fuck fuck off do you think that that was just the way that they were like well we have to have the daughter know latin otherwise we can't have them get from point c to d so we'll just write in a bunch of stuff yeah. about him being an absentee Couldn't father you or just something you like know that. have it be written in english or french that would make sense it's louisiana or have 
or have um, Eddie Murphy be like, oh, daughter, you know Latin, yeah. or I took Latin. Let me read it and decipher it while I loudly explain yeah. my motivations. Here it's we basically go. Another reading now. It excuse to say Eddie Murphy's character is a shitty father. Because she's like, yeah, dad, I took it for three years. It's like, how do you not fucking know this? Like, I, I understand that it's a joke that he's a shitty dad, but like, Jesus, how do you not? It's three years. Like, that's a long time. That is. That is a quarter of her life that she's been doing that. Almost. Yeah, she's been doing that since she since she was ten years old. No parent just like looks the other way, turns back, and then is like, "Oh, it's been three years. I don't get it. I don't get it." Like, yeah, it, uh, whatever. And plus, he only missed one barbecue, three, uh, soccer matches, and two birthday parties. Yeah. And suddenly his daughter has taken three years of Latin. Yeah, I guess. Can we take a, tech, a second to talk about the singing heads? Uh, my favorite part of the movie? Yes, the only yes. decently good joke. Yeah, it was a good joke, and I enjoyed listening to it because it was actually, like, well done. Oh, yeah. Whoever they got, like, the it's like a bunch of yeah. um, old busts that, like, are in, like, this basically undead acapella group. Yeah, just hanging out in the cemetery singing shit. Yeah, you know, just harmonizing till you know, the end of days, like basically. That's just what you do when you're dead. I mean, I would. Yeah, and they basically just take all of Eddie Murphy line, Eddie Murphy's lines and sings, sing them back to him. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Yeah, it, it was a pretty, that, that was the, like, the only enjoyable part of this movie. Mm. That and like, th- them being it. tied to the car at the end. What? They're tied to the back of the car in the end shot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And how but they like the do the closing song, the closing song. Yeah. Oh, and then we find out in the end that the ghost ball was um, Sarah, so she was guiding her children to help her husband. You mean to Elizabeth? Yeah, it was Elizabeth guiding them to save Gracie, who was doing that. So she was helping. Basically. Sure. We didn't even talk about the, the ghost ball, really. We just said it's a thing. Well, it's a thing it that they follow. Seconds. It's basically like, hey, follow me. Or, hey, But it, it only appears to the children for a while. Yeah. She's like, I think we should follow it. Okay. And then after the... That's the setup. I wish that that was the music that played like... Look at Eddie Murphy go. It's a haunted mansion. Can you have your own commentary over the whole movie like that? <laughs> just go over the whole movie just beep, 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 beep. he's walking through the cemetery <laughs> just for the whole hour and hour and a half that it is 90 minutes of just listening to me booping and blopping about what's happening on screen 
Oops, my shoe fell off. But there's a fuckload of ghosts. Look at them go. Eddie Murphy's here still. He told a joke. Wasn't fun. Because all commentary has to explain that the star of the movie is, in fact, still on screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's still in the haunted mansion. Yes. This. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, in the studio today, we have a very special and normative guest here. Give it up for the producer of the haunted mansion movie executive. Here you go. He said to give it up. Here, have this. Oh, well, thank you very, thank you very much. Hello, hello. It's good to have you in the studio again. Hi, thank you for welcoming me back. I'm here quite often, actually. Well, I mean, you're on the science cast. I am on the science cast and the health cast. So, what can you tell us about producing this movie? Well, well, you know, we are, we had a. Uh, we briefly invented a time vortex and uh, we saw that the uh, Dis- we, th- we saw that Pirates of the Caribbean would be a massive, massive success. So we thought Johnny Depp, nah, he couldn't have been the reason that people enjoyed that. Uh, st- a decent plot and the kind of spooky theme, but not like super bad goodness in there. Like not too much, you know. That couldn't have been it. No, it was obviously that it was based off of a ride. There's no way it was any other way. So we we immediately started production on the Haunted Mansion. Immediately? Immediately. And so what was your... Why do you think it's so poorly written? What was your thought on getting Eddie Murphy? Like, had you worked with him previously? So I was going down to the director store, you know, secret Hollywood things, the director store. And he was there talking to uh, Steven Spielberg. And he's like, you know, he was doing his Eddie Murphy impression, which is him. So, you know, he's pretty good at it. He's all like, hey, I'm going to be in your next movie, Steven Spielberg. But I I was there and I said, hey, you want to be in this Haunted Mansion movie instead? And he said, oh, OK. See you, Steven Spielberg. I'm sorry you couldn't have revitalized my career, but I'm going to go do this and get me some monies. Little did he... Wait, what was the movie project that um, he missed out on for Steven Spielberg? Uh, Well, actually, the project never came to fruition because he needed Eddie Murphy in it. But now Eddie Murphy has such bad a reputation, deservedly, of course, that he cannot be cast in such a dramatic role. Oh, okay. It was a movie about the uh, adoption of a little girl in uh, slavery time, but he was in whiteface, and the white guys were in blackface. So it was this whole social experiment switcheroo kind of a thing, and uh, uh, you know. Uh- I mean, it was going to be a masterpiece, but unfortunately, the Haunted Mansion took that glory, gloriful movie away from us. Away from you? So you and Steven Spielberg would have been willing to work together to make that blackface movie? 
I mean, yes. Well, it's also a white face movie, you see. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and by us, I meant the collective us, as in the entirety of the world. The the director's uh, guild? No, this, the director's store. Oh, okay, that's a different thing. Why don't you explain a little bit yeah. about that for, that for us? Oh, it's just a place when you have an idea for a movie, you go down to the director's store and you... You walk up and you and you grab one and you go to the counter and say like, "Hey, would he be good for this?" And the guy behind the counter gives you all his, his bio information and shows you his reel and lists lists the things he does. And it's just like, well, you see, this guy does a lot of 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 comedies, but they're more raunchy, so it might not work for this for this haunted mansion you want. Uh, you know, it, it, the, the the store clerks are really good about knowing. The director's strengths and weaknesses. And if it doesn't work, you don't worry. You can just put him back on the pedestal. It's fine. Oh, awesome. So you can just put directors up on pedestals. Yeah. Proverbial and literal. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that we got that figured out. So are there any yeah. other rides that you're currently producing uh, in development to turn into movies? What? Are there any other rides that you have? Turning into movies anytime soon in development? Uh, yeah, we have, uh, we got the Matterhorn. And what's that, that going to be like? So, have you ever been on the Matterhorn, the rides? I have. Okay. But let's say that so I have So you know it's about these, it, it, the, the ride consists of it's a big mountain and there's a roller coaster and there's a Yeti in it. Like, that's it. Okay. Right? So... Our movie is basically, it's a big movie, there's a mountain in it, and there's a Yeti in it. So basically take that last sentence and replace roller coaster with movie. Then that's what you got. Ah, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. You see, we're, we're very good at our research and developments. Oh, okay. And so yeah. how invested are you as a producer or whatever producer um, capacity you might be at. Are you invested in the development process for movies like the Matterhorn? I, I am the brainchild of all of these uh, ride to movie conversion processes. We actually have a, uh, a resident screenwriter as well, who has written all four of them. He doesn't get to put his name on it, but it's more, he's the conceptual writer. Like, he'll go out and he'll be like, okay, the Matterhorn, like, he'll ride the ride a couple hundred times and he'll write down everything that happens on the ride. Why, why does he have to write it a couple hundred times? Can't he just write it down after a few times on the ride? I mean, I'm pretty sure that it's a pretty singular experience. Well, I mean, yeah, but he might miss some stuff. It's really hard to write when you're, when you're on a roller coaster. Sometimes you lose your notes. Why would you take your notes on the roller coaster? So you can write it down as it comes to your mind, you dummy. <laughs> well, I don't think that's coming to your mind as you're trying to hold on to your lunch. I mean, why are you taking your lunch on a roller coaster? That's way dumber than taking a notepad. Oh, you got me there. I was I thought that my lunch was in my stomach and I had already eaten it. No, why why are you taking a sack lunch on a roller coaster? <laughs> You're right. That's so unrealistic of me. My bad. Don't don't be carrying no cotton candies. Wait on 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 rides. Who said anything about cotton candies? Well, that's part of your lunch, dum dum, at an amusement box. <laughs> it's like you know my kitchen inside and out. 
I do know your Kitchener. So, uh, was there anything else you wanted to plug or talk about in the making of the Haunted Mansion? Uh, well, we repurposed the sets from a David Lynch movie. That's all I'll be saying. Which David Lynch movie? I said that's all I'll be saying. It's a David Lynch movie that he was making. I don't know if he still made I don't know if he made it, but he was going to make it. Uh, I believe it fell through. I don't know if he actually finished it. But we just reappropriated it. We're just like, hey, we'll give you a couple hundred hundred bucks to just reappropriate all your sets and stuff. So, you know, those sets in a David Lynch movie, you know, I don't know what the fuck he'd be doing with them, but. Uh, Wait, it takes only a couple hundred bucks to sway studios to give you a studio to repurpose? No, no, no. We, we, we just took the sets. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes even more sense. Yeah, we just put up a big truck and put him in it. Oh, yeah, got that. Just yeah. like any Murphy's character. You know. Yeah. So, uh, wait, one final question before you go. Is there an It's a Small okay. World ride movie in development? It's already been out, and it's called It's a Small Movie. Uh, it is three frames long. It is in the middle of the Haunted Mansion. It's so small you did not even notice. Oh wow, that's very meta. It it is a small movie and we did make it. It's uh you know, it was a thing. One one cod is the title cod, a one frame. The middle frame is the whole thing. Like that's the movie, right? You got what I mean? Uh yeah, I got what you mean. Okay. Uh then the third Thoid card is all of the credits. Believe me, there's a lot of credits on that. Oh, okay. So, now that you know this, listeners of this podcast, I want you to go through and find this. It's a small movie ride. It's a small film ride. A movie in the middle of the haunted mansion. And I want you to post it on the lines. Because now, before... It was an it was a big secret. Nobody knew about it before. This. See, this is an exclusive. This is why you have me on your podcast. Um, so I can divulge exclusive information to you that there is another movie entirely inside of the haunted mansion, just like an and alien, about like a chest small world, huh? Like a chest burster? Sure. <laughs> are Are you not familiar with the film Alien? I I've I've oh, I I'm sorry I I, I can't stand H R Geiger. Uh, okay. Because I can't pronounce his name. All right. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to plug before we let you go? Uh, please find that film. I want the world to see it. I won't be doing the work myself. I do have a, a hard copy of it, but I mean, my, I don't know how to put it on the, the computer machine. So find that. That's it. Okay. Well, goodbye. I'm going to take... I'm going to walk two steps to the left onto this helipad and float away in this helicopter. And by float, I do mean float. It's a very strange helicopter. Don't worry about don't worry about it. I I, I am leaving. That helipad's new to the studio. Oh, this is exciting. So we're gonna take off. Okay, let's go. 
to the fucking helicopter here. Holy helicopter. shit. I didn't even know that we had a helicopter pad here. Yeah, helipad. I didn't even know that we had a helipad. Is that new? Yeah. I think so. We had some renovators in a, a week ago. It seems like we get renovated every other week. We really need to go over our lease. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even know if it's uh, we have permits for that. Probably not. Man, I hope the government doesn't know about a dripping panty pit. Oh, Probably not, but get, it's been uh, a long place. We don't even know. It's been a long time. We don't even know the last time that this place was inspected. Yeah, we don't. That's right. We can't go in there. If only Eddie Murphy were here to tell us about yeah, and how his to kids. close the deal. Yeah, close the deal on inspecting? Yeah, to sure. having a better position on our contract. A better physician our contract? Yes, that. Yes, better physician. So was there anything else that you wanted to discuss about the movie, Aaron? Uh, honestly, I think we're good. There's not much in this yeah, movie. Yeah, there's nothing. Like, uh, So does this it's movie belong in the content. catastrophe section? It's not entertaining enough. Nothing it's happens. Not. So no. And I also wouldn't recommend that people watch it either. No, don't watch this. Yeah, I, that's it. I don't, mean, I'm sure that the production designer bad. probably uses a bunch of the frames. That and, dude is awesome. And I commend the production, the art director of this film uh, a lot. The set designer, the prop good. department, uh, even the visual effects guys. I mean, for what year did this come out? 2003. Pretty good visual effects. Yeah. For I mean, it doesn't look like absolute shit, which normally happens at least after five years. Yeah, it looks decent. It it certainly does. Yeah, yeah. The, the effects do. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, let's close out uh, Haunted Mansion. Yes, so, let's. Do how it. much do you think this movie cost to make? Forty. It cost ninety million dollars. I know, such a waste of Disney movie, but it's not yeah. like they don't have the capital. Of Texas. Yeah. Man. Uh, and what back. is the tomatometer on this movie? 12. 13. Woo. Yep, you got it. Uh, much. It says, neither scary nor funny. The haunted mansion is as lifeless as the ghosts in the movie. I get it, because dead. And it's true. Yeah, it's just boring. Uh, so let's go ahead and read some of the fresh reviews on here. There's some pretty good ones. I looked earlier this week. This one's great. Uh, James Hill from BET.com wrote, At this point, you can't really be mad at Eddie for making kid movies, seeing as his adult career <laughs> done dried up long ago. And it says in parentheses, Did you, in all caps, see I Spy Pluto Nash or Showtime? Question <laughs> mark. You know, a, a review is, is definitely illegitimate if it doesn't include alt. Mm -hmm. All caps. Uh, Jen Jen Cheney from the Washington Post writes, The point of Haunted Mansion is for audiences to sit back and enjoy the ride, which is easy to do thanks to an engaging story, the striking gothic-inspired set by Oscar winner John Meyer, and some delightful special effects. Uh, John Meyer, I approve of you. Everybody else, you're wrong. Oh, man. Like, what? What Just movie was he watching? I'd like a copy of that. He's like, I was watching Reservoir Dogs. What is this haunted mansion? Because that has Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. I said it again. Dogs has so much gothic-inspired set design. Well, duh. 
<laughs> oh, this is this is kind of biased. Luke Y. Thompson from New Times writes, for those of you in the flyover states who've never been able to afford a trip to the Disney parks or dot, 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 simply don't want to pay exorbitant admission prices. I'm like, what does that have to do with the movie? Yeah, that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, uh, this is from Andrea Chase of Killer Movie Reviews. A positive review... Best of all is Parker, the perfect melancholy romantic hero, brooding and dark, yet touching and what? sentimental. What? Who the I'm fuck like, is she talking about? Who the hell is Parker? Yeah. Is that is that Eddie Murphy? I'm looking that up right now. Uh, is that Eddie Murphy or the other guy? I'm looking that up now. Oh, it's Nathaniel so, Parker. He's the guy who plays Master Gracie. So she's basically like basically someone who's just swooning over that guy. Oh, yeah, pretty it sounds like it. I was about to say, Eddie Murphy, no fucking way. Fuck yeah, and off. this has a 4.9 on IMDb, and in addition to having the 13%, it only has a 30% audience appreciation thing on Rotten Tomatoes, too. It's yeah. got like a normalization of, let's see, it's 2.6 out of 5 based on 134,000 reviews, basically. So it's not yeah. highly regarded and does not hold up at all. But the good news is, like I said earlier, Guillermo del Toro is looking to revamp it with some sort of reboot Sequelsmaga thing. I'll I'll watch anything that Guillermo del Toro does. Honestly, yeah. that, like that dude's just great at what he does. Okay, so a little overall, background on like the writing of this. Um, the guy who wrote the screenplay because he's the sole one. His name is David Barenbaum. He was entered into a Disney writers uh production thing where they were like write a yeah. script about a ride and that's basically it they revised Wait, it really? they decided to move forward with a movie on it what yeah so they they literally this was what they did well i mean that's what marvel did with uh, guardians of the galaxy did they yeah um huh. what's her name it's um hold on let me pull it up it's some something pearlman she wrote the original screenplay like back in 2008 for Guardians of the Galaxy. And yeah. then they, when they got James Gunn on board, they basically paid him to do a ton. Yeah, it's Nicole Perlman. She was huh. in like this writer's workshop when she moved out to L.A. She did some rewrites on Thor from the looks of it. She's like writing a treatment for a Black Widow movie. But she basically wrote the initial draft of the Guardians of the Galaxy thing because she knew that nobody would touch those until later in the universe. Yeah. So, I mean... James Gunn did a lot of the rewrites, but she like, you know, she definitely deserves credit and not enough women actually get credit for writing yeah. sci-fi or Full, like, especially movie, in that yeah. kind of genre. So yeah. I'm not surprised at this guy, but he's actually written other stuff. He wrote uh, the screenplay for Elf, which came out the same year, coincidentally, really? that the Haunted Mansion did. So this guy was not like movies of his were getting made at the same time. And both of these movies came out in November 2003. So both That's of strange. these were probably in production around the same time. Huh. And they're both holiday movies. Yeah, they are. Like the Hol Haunted Mansion came out on like Nove in like November of uh is it November? Yeah, it's November 26, 2003. Why is that not coming out at like Halloween? Yeah, why was that not an October movie? Yeah, that's like a it's Thanksgiving late. movie. I mean, it's not Thanksgiving. It's <laughs> He also wrote a uh, Zoom which has uh Tim what? Allen in it. Oh, that fucking movie. I know that movie. Fuck that yeah, movie. Yeah, like a former superhero and looks Yeah, really nobody bad. wants to watch that. Yeah, we should do that at some point. But uh and mm -hmm. the Spiderwick Chronicles. That's it. 
That's a thing that exists, maybe. All I remember is that uh, hearing about that movie is that Seth Rogen eats the main character or something in the last part of the movie. What? I haven't seen it. I've just remember, like, for some reason, that stuck huh. in my mind. That would stick in my mind too. And you that's know not that a thing that normally happens in a movie. Yeah, I mean, I remember when Seth Rogen was fat and knocked up. I was pretty sure he was going to eat Elizabeth Banks and start eating all the entire cast. But you know, I get it because fat joke. Yep, it was that was fine that it didn't. And the director here actually, uh, his name is Bob Minkoff. He hasn't done that many bad things. He did uh, The Forbidden Kingdom, Stuart Little, one and two. Think of those what you will. But he directed The Lion King. Wait, what, really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, so this guy can work with a good script. It's just yeah. not this, apparently. It's just the subject matter is just god-awful. Yeah, it's all it's entirely script and like... Like you can't work, <laughs> you can't work where there's nothing there. No, not at all. Anyway, uh, so let's move into our final segments. Was there anything we wanted to do before we went into what's on our radars, Aaron? Um, mm, first I would like to, cause I always forget to do this every fucking time. And I, <laughs> when I go to upload this, I, I'm always like, oh shit, I should do that. Um, just, um, Look for us on Twitter at Catastrophe Sect. Uh, uh, I'm rate, at- and view, rate and review us on iTunes because that helps people see us. Uh, we're on Stitcher. Give us a listen on that if you want. Uh, show us to your friends if you enjoy it. Cause yeah, show them the audio podcast. Show them the waveforms and then they'll be like, <laughs> holy shit, there's a joke in there. Uh, but don't make it. They can't listen to it. <laughs> They're be- like, ha, huh, what's farmer trucking? Yeah, just from looking at it. Yeah, just from looking at its existence on a computer yeah. screen. Yeah. So do that. Or not. I, you know, but, you know, do the things. Oh, and uh, email us at catastrophe section at gmail.com with suggestions, which we're always open to feedback or yell at us or yell at us. You know, through cyberspace. You know, do whatever. Well, I don't care. Do the things. Yeah. The things. Do yeah. the nouns. Do the prover- proverbs. He's going to get jiggy with the my project. email address. Do those objects. You know, things. Yeah. Anyway, so let's move into what's on our radar. Aaron, what's on your radar this week? Um, I rewatched BoJack Horseman because it's great. You need to watch that. Um... Sid Meier's Beyond Earth, or Civilization Beyond Earth is cool. It's computer's games. is, And then uh, another band is, uh, they just have a, their initial album. It just came out a while ago. Um, it's Machine, M-A-S-C-H-I-N-E. Um, the album's Rubidium. They have some really cool, uh, it's a lot of very, like, proggy metal but they also have a lot of rock in there, like prog rock. Like a lot of it sounds like Knife World, if you know about Knife World, which probably most people don't. Also, a really good uh, pro- progressive psychedelic rock band from from Britain. Um, so, Machine and Knife World, check them out. They're pretty good. That's it. Oh, uh, what's on my radar this week? Uh, not much. I mean. Uh, when I was, when I copied my notes for the week from all of the massive piles of readings that I have to do for 
theory and papers and whatnot. Uh, I watched uh, the first season of Key and Peele, which is really good. Like you can get it on Amazon for pretty cheap as a season bundle. And I yeah. like I like their routines are really good, especially on like they're talking oh, yeah, about they're really like, issues yeah. of being like biracial and all that. Um, but going over that, that's they're just really funny guys. And I'm glad that they finally they've managed to find like a niche on Comedy Central and that they can actually consistently deliver funny content on that. So. That's on Comedy Central. Uh, I also started watching Life's Too Short. <laughs> where's you that? Know, the, uh, the Warwick Davis, available. Ricky Gervais, and Stephen Merchant show. Yeah, where's where's that available on? Uh, I bought it through Amazon. Oh, okay. Because I need to I need to watch that. Yeah, I just bought the whole first season. It was only twenty yeah. bucks, and that included yeah. the. Uh, there's a special because it was seven episodes, and then they made a special to like end the series. Yeah, they so do that. I haven't with, finished that it yet, with, but it's uh, really good so far. Warwick Davis basically plays a semi-fictional version of himself. Yeah. And he like just is like is an annoying friend who stops in on Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais, and he like owes all this money to the British government. And he <laughs> goes to like a wedding in an Ewok, like in an Ewok costume <laughs> just yeah. to like make ends meet. It's just great. <laughs> That's funny. Have you yeah. seen uh, an idiot an idiot abroad? No, but it's on Netflix. I do need to watch yes, it. Yes, you should watch it if you like that show because it's it's kind of the same thing where uh, um, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant force their friend uh, Carl Pilkington to experience the world, essentially, because he hates the world and doesn't want to experience it. But they're just like, go do it. And it's funny because he goes and does all these amazing things that most people would enjoy. And all he can do is fucking complain about having like wet feet or some shit. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, the last thing on my radar is basically I went and saw John Wick, which is the new Keanu Reeves yeah, Hitman action that. movie. I was overwhelmed by how impressive the action choreography and the soundtrack of this movie was. Aaron, I think you'd really like it. It's definitely got some Hong Kong yeah, I need action to go, influence I need, I definitely in it. need to go see it. Yeah. There's one particular shootout in a nightclub that is just... Uh, it, it's it's just mind blowing how inventive the directors were with the set pieces in that movie, and it's got uh, Alfie Allen who plays Theon Greyjoy being his smarmy, not genitalist self as like a gangster yeah. who kills his dog. It's just it's it's just good. Like it's not it's not breaking the it's not reinventing the wheel, but it's still very very great for what it does and has no illusions. I, I love that. That's his, his call to action that he killed his dog. Like, that's it. Just like, well, fuck you guys. Well, it, it's actually, um, his wife suddenly dies and his wife got him for their anniversary, oh. which it was a dog or something. Okay. So it's symbolic of the and, wife, but it's not. Yeah. So it's like the last gift from his wife. And then, some douchebag gangster, like he's like, I want your car, and he's like, it's not for sale. And they break into his house, beat him up, and kill his dog, and take his car. Because you know, you know, that's just what people do. Yeah, fuck you for killing a dog. It's a dog. It's a puppy. For fuck's sake, like, what's it gonna do? Yap. What's it gonna do? Be pet by you? Yeah. Oh no. How dare that you? That dog pet. wants to be petted. You adorable piece of shit. I hate you. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. For existing. Anyway, so this is going to go up this week um, on the 31st in honor of Halloween. Uh, this movie is more like the boredom that you'll experience from this is scarier than any haunted hayride or corn maze that you can go to. 
So uh, yeah, definitely don't watch this movie. Listen to us talk about the movie, and that'll be much better than as you have already done. Be as this is the end of the episode, pretty much. Yeah, more or less. So uh, we will be back in November. We're taking two weeks off after this drops. Uh, I've got a pretty busy November, but we'll be back with a review of the Jean-Claude Van Damme action classic knockoff in which he plays an international fashion designer trying to stop some sort of conspiracy plot. This this movie has the dumbest, dumbest plot. I know. Like, we just saw it. the plot and we're just like, we're doing that. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme and he's after Chinese or yeah, yeah Chinese knockoff merchandise and he's like a fashion guy. I don't know. We're going to watch it and we're going to tell I, you about it. I don't it. even want to look it up now. I just want to watch it. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just wa- I'll watch it and I'll enjoy the hell out of it. Mm. Well, seeing as I have to watch them alone and you get to watch them with our other brother, you definitely yep. get the better part of the movie. I sure watching. do. I don't have to watch anything in a dank library by myself. It's not dank. It's just very dank. Uh, it's just super dank. Okay. Yeah. Super, super dank. dank. You know, the super, the super, super hero. dank. Like the kids yeah. say. It's like Hoobas Dank, but super Bow stank. Bow did a dank, a dank, a bank, a diggy, ba bank. Said the boogie, said the boogie, said so don't drip the boogie. Bow did yep. the bow to dank, a dank, diggy, said the boogie, said the boogie, said don't drip the boogie. I should die for knowing this. Yeah, but what about hip hop, hippie, hip to the hip, chip hop, a jalop, the wop, a to the bang, bang, boogie, shut up, up, the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie, the beat. Yep. Thanks, Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, them. No, that they're amazing. I love Sugar Hill Gang. I don't think I've ever actually listened to them except that song. Oh, that's rapper's delight. That's like their that's like their like best song. Like their because most well known. You know. Anyway, yeah. we'll see you next yeah. time. Outro. Werewolves coming for your blood. Blood Dracula's despite there's only one. The other ones are called vampires. I don't know why they're all called Dracula. I'm Eddie Murphy's career, and I'm haunting you through space. Oh, no. I am a Dracula. I am scared of the Eddie Murphy career. The only thing scarier than the movies I've made is what I'll make next. Boone, no. how much money will validate these business choices? Eee. Oh, no. Wolfman, save me. Grr. I'm the wolf, fucking Wolfman. Scary and shit. What do you gotta say, Frankenstein? Really? That's interesting, Frankenstein. Frankenstein, that's real, real interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Frankenstein. These guys are dicks. Forty two seventy three South State Street, Indiana, Illinois. Eight four two three six Beverly Street. Cross section of sixty two Avenue. Part of Sussex County. In United States of Argentina. Warning, not factual.